0: Hey everybody, Mike Brancatelli here. Hope you're all doing well out there. Hope you're dosing your local water supply with as much LSD as you can find and sprinkling DMT into any sort of combustion that will ignite it and allow people to inhale it and ingest it and start tripping their ball sack off so we can find some... (laughs) compassion and make the world a better place. I don't know. Just be a good person, goddammit, and um, maybe don't say goddammit if you're a religious person, but who the hell am I? I don't know. Do you know? Do you know who you are? Really? Do you? Anyway, this might be a good segue to talk about today's guest. Today's guest is an awesome new friend of mine, Danny Mazer, who I just met recently moving to Denver. Um, I got to say, it's been just an excellent, awesome experience moving to a new city and um, making new connections uh, again. And after, you know, what it seems like about a year or more of being sort of back and forth to Peru and living in the Amazon jungle and being suicidally depressed in isolation. And (laughs) all right, well, you know, that was that was kind of sprinkled earlier in there. But Anyway, it's been, it's been nice to um, get to a new place and make new connections and meet new people and meet really interesting people that are doing really unique and creative and amazing things to bring forward more human connection, more awareness, more compassion, more empathy in our
1: current machine-like matrix world where we're all hiding behind our screens and um you know not necessarily utilizing the full capacities of a human capsule the human vehicle you know more than just the mind and the, and and the
0: brain and the typing of words on on screens and things like that but actually being a physical human being in the presence of other physical human beings and experiencing this three-dimensional reality together. Um, so it, it's, it's really cool. Soul Stories is the organization that Danny runs. Um, Soul Stories is a storytelling and dialogue. Uh, it is storytelling and dialogue to break social barriers and create real human connection, like I just mentioned. Uh, their mission is society is increasingly faced with isolation, disconnection, and division. So join the Soul Stories movement. They host events and workshops that use storytelling and dialogue to humanize challenging topics, break down social barriers, and create real human connection. Their organization specializes in co-creating with organizations and individuals. um, And you can find out more on their website. Go to soulstoriesdenver.com. That's SoulStoriesDenver.com. You can see they have some testimonials. You can have you can see ways that you can get involved. You know, meet their team, get in touch, reach out to them. And I highly encourage everybody listening to go and check this out, even if you're not uh, living in Denver. Um, there's you know. There's ways that you could reach out and communicate and collaborate from other cities. If you yourself are inspired by this podcast and Danny's mission with Soul Stories, I encourage you to start your own. Start your own. Start your own podcast. Start your own group. Start your own you know, organization, your own meetup. It doesn't take that much effort and energy just to gather a couple people together and start talking and getting real and getting raw and being vulnerable and opening up and just being who you really truly are inside that you may not you might not get a chance to share on a daily basis when you get in your car and you go to work and you get into your office and you can't really open up and be emotional and connect with other people on a level that you really want to because that's just not the the structure that the environment has provided for us to do so. So find yourself an outlet and do that. And I know a lot of you listening to this podcast see this podcast as that one. But if you feel inspired, I encourage you start your own. Start your own. I think this is a really great thing to do. And I just want to read a little bit more from the SoulStoriesDenver.com website and uh, share a little bit more about what they're doing, their mission, their purpose. Um, They say, Stories nourish our common humanity. You can turn on the news any day and discover how humans are causing each other pain. There are institutions and individuals who propagate abuse, violence, and hate. Friends, family, neighbors, and coworkers create conflict through judgment, miscommunication, and misunderstanding. On a day to day basis, we can be faced with disconnection, isolation, and division. These ideas can weigh heavy on our hearts. Often, our society lacks the space and skills to overcome these barriers to connection. We believe that honest human stories are the foundation of meaningful relationships. By facilitating understanding, connection, and respect through storytelling and dialogue, We have the potential to build communities that support and accept everyone across racial, gender, sexual identity, and other differences. This is known and celebrated across cultures. It is this experience of coming face-to-face with our humanity and the humanity of others that nourishes our feelings of wholeness and connection. Soul Stories is a story-based organization that promotes healing, empowerment, and social connectedness through a creative community-building framework comprised of workshops, spaces, and events that address challenging topics impacting local communities. Soul Stories has hosted over 100 experimental events and workshops since 2014 tackling race, ethnicity, gender, shame, beliefs, fear, self-love, and others. Community members from various ethnicities, ages, and genders have told their stories with courage and vulnerability. Come and join the Soul Stories movement. Well, I just added that that last part in, uh, the Soul, join the Soul Stories movement, because I, I feel that this is a very important thing to join or to start up of your own, and like I said, even if you're not here in Denver, find something like this and be a part of it. I can attest to the power of this in my own Spiritual journey, I have come a long way, as you guys have heard me talk about on this show, from being a very aggressive, hostile, violent,
1: um, lost, confused youth to adopting very rigid, militant philosophies, um, and then finding that there's more, finding that there's more to that. You know, I grew up in a town where a lot of people were the same. And so if you were different, you were weird. And if you were weird, you were sort of ostracized, you were made fun of. And this, that sort of mentality it's like designing
0: a sort of cultural value system or, you know, a sort of club mentality of like what is allowed and not allowed. And, and that could be tough on people who want to express themselves and they don't really have an outlet to do that. You know, like I said before, maybe you're stuck in at a job where you can't do that, or maybe in your town like I was. And, you know, over the years, and it's, it's been a real learning experience to me. And the number one thing that has helped has been meeting people face to face and hearing their stories and sharing a connection with them on a real human level it doesn't matter what you believe if it doesn't matter if you're an atheist, a buddhist, a muslim, it doesn't matter if you are white, if you're black, if you're purple, pink, yellow, green,
1: whatever it is it doesn't matter at the end of the day, you know, these packages that were sold to these these packages that are sold to us these identity groups these labels that are manufactured and
0: produced in the mainstream agenda setting media paradigm that's controlled by the power elites and their you know to protect their interests and their agendas and disseminated and propagated by people that it's sometimes hard to question those things when you see them everywhere when they're so omnipotent and omnipresent and they're just everywhere everywhere in your social circle in your bubble in your reality tunnel it's hard to
1: break through how do you how do you break through how do you know that there's other options well the you know the easiest way i mean you know of course Psychedelics can help. But the easiest way is to just try and listen. Just listen to someone else. Because we can judge people all day long, all we want, when
0: there are these abstractions on a screen, on the news, on, you know, some some news story that we're sharing on Instagram or Twitter or something, some story that a relative tells you about some Some person, some group, oh, you know, these people are all like that, you know. These others, they're not like us. They're different. I saw this interesting uh, Instagram post the other day. Someone posted a picture of, they said, someone asked me about my views on race. And they posted a picture of two eggs, a brown egg and a white egg. And then the next picture was both of those eggs cracked in a pan. And I thought that was really cool. It It was like, yeah, we're all the same on the inside. And everybody has their own story. And when you, you know, when you escape the the matrix that's trying to dehumanize everybody and put everybody into numbers and statistics and abstractions and create this, this paradigm of fear, so everybody becomes fearful and is living in a constant state of, of, of ever-present fear to keep, you know, people in a certain frame of
1: mind controlled to a certain extent. You know when you escape that and you just heart to heart communicate with somebody you're going to you're going to you're going to realize you're going to wake up and you're going to realize hey this person is this person's a person this person's a human yeah maybe they're not like me yeah maybe they talk differently maybe they look differently you know maybe they had a different experience that shaped how they are. Maybe they're hurting. Maybe they're in pain. Maybe they're an asshole.
0: And maybe they need a little compassion. Maybe they just need someone to understand. Maybe they need someone to hear them. But anyway, I'm not going to go on for too much longer because we got a great conversation with Danny Mazer of Soul Stories Denver, soulstoriesdenver.com. Go there, check it out. Like I said, just investigate it even if you're not here in Denver. You know, I'm hoping that maybe you'll be inspired by this conversation, inspired by the organization that Danny is leading and and putting together. I went to an event recently and I loved it. It was just so great. And one of the things that I thought was, man, you know, when I was living in in the Amazon jungle in Peru, you know, we would constantly have circles where we would share. You know, after ayahuasca experiences, we would would share our experiences. We would process. We constantly were coming together to sit in a circle. And share with each other. And I really got that vibe from the Soul Stories event that I attended. It was really, really nice. And they do all kinds of different ones. But this particular one was like that. And it really brought me back to
1: that that really, you know, ancient tribal gathering setting. You know, breaking... Breaking this kind of mold
0: of like what, how we should congregate together. Oh, you know, go to a bar, or get some drinks, and then you could start talking. It's like no, you could just come together. You could sit in a circle with all different kinds of people of all different ages, races, and genders, and and identities, and just and just share and just open up, and and you can have a good time doing that too. So let's get into this conversation with Danny of Soul Stories. I think you guys are really going to like it. Danny's a great guy, new friend of mine. Um, looking forward to just hanging out with him more and, and doing more, more things with him and attending more soul stories events, funny guy too. And we had a good time on the show. So follow them at soul stories, Denver on Instagram, go to their Facebook soul stories. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure if it's soul stories, Denver, but you know how to search and find things. You're an internet boy or girl. So living in the 22nd century, what century is it? Okay, well, thank you so much. Hey, I love every single fucking one of you people like so much that I want to just go to your houses and individually hug you for a minute and 30 seconds long and have a heart to heart hug with with every single one of you badass motherfuckers who support this show and show me love and message me um, and if you're new to the show, please, if you like it, go to Apple Podcasts, uh, iTunes, um, Apple Podcasts, I guess they rebranded it as, but go to Apple Podcasts, iTunes, leave a five-star rating and review. We have 137 five-star ratings and reviews, and it's just blowing my mind. I love reading the reviews too. It, it, it's what keeps me going. The feedback I get from you guys, it, it's what keeps this podcast going. And of course, if you want to go a step further, you can go to patreon.com slash Mike Brank. You can donate as little as $1 a month, which is like three cents a day. You could walk around every day and pick up three pennies in your pocket for 30 days straight and you could support this podcast. Thank you to everybody who's supporting the show over there. I don't have time to run down all of your names, but each and every single one of you are the producers of of Micadelic. You are producing this show. And huge shout out to all the Patreon supporters who have accepted the invitation to the Micadelic Inner Sanctum WhatsApp chat group, where we share all kinds of lovely content and engaging stories 24 365, inner access to my dementia. So thanks for that, guys. Um Two of our sponsors, Synchro, makes keto nutrition products and plant-based products. Go to bsynchro.com and enter the code Mikeadelic to get 20% off ketogenic chocolate fudge and protein shakes and cool things like that, turmeric supplements. And if you like CBD, go to hempbombs.com and get their CBD gummies. They make all kinds of CBD stuff, but I really like the gummies. I think they're really great. And you just have to enter the code mike fifteen at hempbombs.com and you get 15% off CBD. All right. What else? Well, I'm posting more on my Instagram page. I really haven't done anything with Instagram since I've joined it with my podcast, but I'm making an effort to release content on there. I'm releasing content on Instagram all the time now, twice three times a day, something like that. I'm going to be consistently releasing content on Instagram. It's I'm really psyched for the stuff that I'm going to be releasing on Instagram that I started releasing on Instagram, video stuff, um, audio clips, Quotes, posts, resources for books that I'm reading, uh, music that I'm listening to. I really think you guys are really going to enjoy it a whole bunch. I know I'm having fun posting over there, so go ahead and follow me on Instagram. That's going to be my primary outlet. That's going to be an extension of this show. It's Micadelic underscore podcast. If you just search Micadelic podcast, it'll it'll come up. But it's Micadelic underscore podcast, and check it out. I think you're really going to like it. Okay. Is there anything else that I need to say before we get into this conversation? I'm not sure, but I'm sure that I'll tell it to you guys on the next episode. So, alright. Soul stories. Let's kick it.
1: Psychedelics are illegal not because a loving government is concerned that you may jump out of a third story window. Psychedelics are illegal because they dissolve opinion structures and culturally laid down models of behavior and information processing. They open to us the possibility that everything we
0: know is wrong. We don't need Laws that control our consciousness and rigidly place it in a prison. Cognitive liberty. The fact that as adults, if we're not hurting anybody else, we should have the right to explore the contours of our own consciousness without any mediation or legislation
1: on the part of somebody else. Reject authority. Authority is a lie. Or is it perception? Information is power. But we have to seize, seize the opportunity. The opportunity. Seize. The opportunity. The opportunity.
0: were cool and they let them watch whatever they wanted and yeah. eat doritos and drink pepsi right that's and the goal as a kid find those parents yeah. <laughs> yeah find those kids that have like the toys and the video games <laughs> yeah. and then just be friends with them yeah. and they're like you'll be able to go and play mortal Kombat and watch auto. yeah watch freddy krueger and get scarred for life and have nightmares <laughs> yeah. that was that was something actually that that happened to me like i went to uh a birthday party I was in, I was seven years old went to a birthday party and the kids like for the birthday party they were showing like Friday the 13th or, or Freddy Krueger it was Freddy Krueger I forget Nightmare on Elm Street that's what it's called oh, okay, okay. Freddy Krueger movie and it's like one of the most violent crazy gruesome things he drops like this rock on this guy's head and then like cuts his face off and I'm sitting there watching that I'm seven years old <laughs> yeah and I think like I got scared. I was crying. Yeah, and then like too. like the his mother like called my mom to like come pick me up, and my mom was like pissed off. Like how dare you show them this rated R movie? Right, seven years old. And I was embarrassed, and my like these kids at school made fun of me, you know, because I had to leave the party and I was crying and stuff. Mm. And uh, but yeah, I mean like looking at it at the time I was also kind of pissed off at my mom because I'm like you fucking embarrassed me in front of all my friends right. but she was right right like she was totally right and then I had nightmares for a while until finally one night I didn't have a nightmare I saw Freddy Krueger in my dreams and someone in my life like a uncle or someone like that told me like it's just a guy in a mask it's just make believe it's just pretend you know, so he told me that I was like, okay, like I didn't really get it. But in the dream, when Freddy Krueger came into my classroom in school, I was like, you're just an actor. You're just like someone in a dream. Uh, you're just a you're just pretend. You're just wearing a mask. And he was like, ah, shit, you got me. <laughs> in the dream, yeah, in the dream, oh, I made God. him take off his mask in the dream, and then throw it in the. Uh, garbage can and then he like fell in line with the class remember like line leaders oh, and yeah. in school and he, yep. he got to the back of the line and like walked out with us to like lunch or whatever <laughs> that's crazy no more nightmares after that wow and yeah. you were you were seven
2: yeah i was about seven or eight something Dang. like that. yeah you were confronting freddy Kr- krueger in your
0: dreams yes yeah crazy any any uh events like that for you in the in the dream space any wacky Oh, Jesus. wacky dream space activities. Um, yeah, I for the last
2: two years, I've had dreams of people chasing me and wanting to uh, murder me. Yeah, it actually started when I started going to therapy. Crazy enough. Um, and speaking of which I speaking of this podcast, I did mushrooms on January 1st. And I rem- like the whole theme of that night was about uh, everything's a game. Like, we were just talking about, like, oh, career's a game, da 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 da. Like, there are rules, there are players, leadership, it's all about creating the rules for the game. And so I like that, like, seeped into my mentality. And then the next night, I had a dream where those people chasing me. I was now in, like, a Call of Duty video game or something, and I was back in control, and they weren't chasing me anymore. So the last two times I've had that dream, it's become a game, Mm. which has been awesome because now I don't feel like I'm being chased or murdered anymore.
0: That's a good feeling.
2: Yeah, that's a nice
1: feeling.
0: Yeah. So did you, you sort of, like, consciously did that, or that was just something that played out in the dream? It just played out. It just played out. Yeah, I
2: didn't make the choice. I was in a game instead of, like, actually thinking I was going to die.
0: Okay. But then that, that switched things up for you then, like some kind of understanding of, of something about the dream?
2: Uh, no, the dream just is less scary, you know? You well, know? yeah,
0: okay. I guess that's sort of what I meant, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. you have a different understanding of what the dream is if it, it's a, if it recurs. This is a recurring dream, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if it recurs, do you, has it recurred
2: Uh, twice? Yeah. In both times it's been a game.
0: Okay. So it keeps the game theme. Yes. And then you're able to like, I'm playing more it. at ease with it. Yeah. I'm like ah. having fun. So how do you interpret that? Like in your uh, waking life?
2: Oh, geez. I don't know. You know, people are always like, you know, all my Google searches leads to me to being like, well you know death and dreams is starting anew and people chasing you as you run away from something and i do all this self work so um i don't know it was just like whatever like maybe i guess i could i could uh throw darts at it all day but i haven't i haven't fully figured it out yet
0: but do you feel like there's something that's sort of resonating with you some kind of like maybe symbol or some breadcrumb that you can follow, like be like, okay, this is a, this is interesting information. This is an interesting theme to be occurring. Maybe there's something. Cause I think, you know, not that there's any answer. Cause I don't think yeah. there is. I think yeah. it just all depends upon your interpretation and if it, how you can like look at that and then fit it into areas of your life that you might think it might apply. I think, I'm taking shit less seriously.
2: And I think that like corresponds with the dream. Okay, cool. You know, like yeah. if things are a game, then like me, like pursuing my passion is really just a game. It, there's not my identity's not on the line. It's less personal. And that's been really nice because then I can take that into my regular life. And I think that corresponds to me being afraid in my dreams, you know? I'm Mm. less afraid because it's just like who fucking cares if I mess this up I mess this up you know I'm not at I'm not like my personhood isn't at stake if I mess something up if things are just a game right you know I just played the game wrong how did you play the game um well like I guess this is <laughs> the game of life, yeah this is feeling so uh metaphysical
0: um, that's that's this is what happens on this show. Long time <laughs> listeners of the program know that that we can just jump you know from zero to metaphysical in <laughs> yeah. sixty seconds. We got there um,
2: Well, say I host an event that I am so passionate about in that there's so much riding on it for me, or at least I I put that pressure on myself. If, if If it goes wrong, then I can just go, what were the steps that I took to mess this up? Or what could I have done better that didn't go well this time? Versus if this goes wrong, I'm on the line, I'm now the worst person, and that shame narrative comes up, you know? And so that game metaphor helps me depersonalize some of my work mm. where it's more about, you know, if you swing at a fastball and miss, then go back and practice rather than I'm the worst baseball player, you know?
0: Right. Yeah. Well, I think that's, that's, uh, I definitely relate to that. I think a lot of people can relate to that. I think that seems to be like the default almost, you know, yeah. for, for many people. Um, you know, it's like, oh shit, I, I struck out in baseball. Like I'm, I'm terrible. I suck. I'm the worst. I don't deserve to be here. There's so many other people better than me. Right. Why, why do you think that is like, why, why do you think that that's like the default mode of thinking that occurs when people encounter resistance or challenges where there might be failure?
2: Yeah, that's a really good question. My first thought was we like to think of of ourselves as the center of the universe. Um, And then my other thought was I think it's safer that way because if you are the worst, then you don't have to take risks because you just aren't capable. Rather than if you're responsible, if you're directly responsible for that action and there are ways to improve, then you are you can improve and you can put the effort in.
0: Yeah. So it's it's really just about like accepting like some sort of responsibility then? Is that is that right? Uh
2: yeah, I think there's probably different ways to interpret it, but maybe where I'm at right now is how I would interpret it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, which could be so it, that could be scary too, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's and it's interesting. I just I just did a podcast with someone else and we were talking about they're the sort of like structural elements in our world that inherently make us born into being victims, you know, in a sense, you know, it's, we don't necessarily have the choice to participate in society, you know, there's no real exit from that. I mean, unless you want to live homeless on the street, we don't really provide right. any sort of alternatives. It's pretty much just buy into this manufactured version of reality that we're selling to you mm-hmm. and go down that road. So it, you know, you could definitely, you could definitely feel like you're being taken advantage of, you're being manipulated. I think you are, you know, most people are to a certain degree when we're born into this system. So there is some sort of like inherent priming or conditioning that, I, that I think occurs throughout our lives as we grow up from children to adults, you know, starting in the home at the school, places like that. Do you think that that's, something that really puts people into that that mode of blaming themselves, judging themselves, going to that like default place of shit, I suck and I'll never be good.
2: Particularly like society, are you asking?
0: Yeah, just like like from growing up as a child, you know, looking mm. at like where, you know, the the homes that we grow up in, the schools that we go to and that journey from childhood to adulthood that maybe somewhere along the way it's like, you know, we, we're just absorbing this, um, mode of, of judging ourselves like from the environment that we're living in.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. I, I have never, I thought a lot about victimhood in terms of personal responsibility, but I haven't thought about it too much and how society primes it, primes us with it.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah cuz I think I mean no individual is like outside of a network, outside of a group, outside of a larger collective. There's no no what's that quote? No man's an island, you know.
2: Yeah. And also the individuals make up the collective, you know. Right. So what's our what's our incentive to create a society that puts a that primes us to be victims. You know, what are we gaining from that? I guess I would ask. Hmm. Do you have any answer to
0: that? Oh, totally. Uh, I think it's, you know, limiting people's abilities and and confidence in, in themselves to be more independent and less dependent on uh, government, um, religions, corporations, mm. uh, you know. It, there's a level of, of sort of like dependence that I think is inculcated in people from, from a young age. You know, you go to school, you show up on time, you go to class, the bell rings, you move to the next one, yeah. you do your homework, you hand it in, and you're rewarded for obedience. And yeah. I think that people that don't comply with that and have their own thoughts, feelings, opinions about things are, you know, pose a threat to that sort of structure of power that operates off of obedience.
2: Yeah. Interesting. That makes a lot of sense because think about all the fast food restaurants and supermarkets and all of these places that have to have employees to function. And there's just hundreds of thousands of them everywhere. So yeah, I mean, and thinking about like a consumer in a capitalistic society, it's like a capitalistic society can only or runs best when people feel that their identities attach to their consumption because it keeps them buying more and more. Yeah. That's kind of
0: wild. Yeah. Yeah. Consumerism, you know, rabid consumerism, uh, materialism, these sorts of things. They're really just hollow substitutions for what we are all, you know, desperately craving on like a soul level. Right? right. Yeah. And this is, this is where, you know, I, 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 wanted to have you on the show to talk about this. You host a series here in Denver, uh, called soul stories. Yeah. And you know, yeah, maybe instead of me trying to explain it, uh, I'm looking forward to attending an event. Maybe you can talk a little bit about what soul stories is about. Yeah. Uh,
2: soul stories, is, is uh, an organization that uses storytelling and dialogue, to break down social barriers and create real human connection. So we host events, we host workshops, we share stories. Our goal really is to bring people together to humanize challenging topics happening um, and, and get people just to get to know each other, get to know themselves, share experiences. I think my favorite thing in the world is when somebody shares something from the edge of their heart that they were uncomfortable to share something about themselves that may be vulnerable it may show weakness. Sometimes it may show joy in a way that they're not comfortable sharing. But I think every time somebody can do that, and I think you do this on the show and I heard that a lot in that victimhood podcast, we're just inspired to go to that part of ourselves. And so On Saturday, we just had an event on gentrification. Um, And it's a lot about bringing those humanizing stories about gentrification um, out. So you can truly understand people's experience with these topics that can become buzzwords or they can become politicized. Um, Yeah, and then we do personal subjective topics. We're going to talk about can you really gain a clear perspective on yourself at our next event? And so we just, we, I want to push people into a space where they can get to know themselves and share those parts with other people. Cause I think community, I think, I think family, I think workplaces, every form of gathering people is just stronger when we're okay to be like, Hey, I'm a little fucked up. These are parts of myself. I also have these strengths. This is who I am. This is the whole individual. And I think as simple as it sounds to say that, it's it can be really uh terrifying
0: for people to enter spaces like that sometimes. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. Um so yeah, it's amazing what you're doing. Yeah. Um I can't wait to to go. I think the next one is Sunday, right? Yeah. Yeah, at I the Orbis. You, I Institute. saw you attending on the Facebook list. Yeah, is it at Orbis? Yeah, it's cool. at Orbis. Yeah, I will be there and uh looking forward to it. Um and I just think this this is this is huge, right? I mean, we're we're not talking about creating like a you know, a Reddit forum here for people to just chat and make comments. I mean, I don't know, maybe you have one too that goes <laughs> yeah. with it. But Soul Stories Reddit—that's yeah. our next project. Uh, but it's just—it's an actual place for people in real life to physically meet with each other mm-hmm. and and experience what that's like. Right? You know, what <laughs> right. what's it like to meet other human beings and open up and share personal details about yourself and things that make you feel uncomfortable or that you don't want to share and what what will happen? Right. Yeah. What will happen then? Right. You know. I think. I think only good comes of that. You know. I. I definitely do. And um. I just wrote something down because like I just found it interesting. You you said like the whole individual. Mm-hmm. Oh fuck, man! I mean. <laughs> we we should be you know a wise society i think would encourage people to be whole individuals yeah it seems like that we live in a place in time where you're not really supposed to be your whole true self when you're when you're at work, you're high, I'm at work. And uh, when you know, I'm going to circle back with you later on that deal. And we'll, (laughs) we'll touch base. We'll yeah, we'll do drinks and we'll put the deal together. There's a work you, then there's a relationship you, then there's a friend group you, there's a sports version of yourself maybe that there's all these like little pieces and sometimes we change ourselves depending upon who what group we're a part of and who we're hanging out with Mm -hmm. it's it seems like it's very it's very rare that the whole individual is put forward yeah you know and especially in in like the mainstream media and, and a lot of places that you see sound bites you know sound bites talking points right little snippets but not the like the whole depth of the of the picture the whole emotional uh gamut of a person right you know yeah we're not we're not rewarded for that we're yeah. not incentivized to do that right yeah yeah so i mean wh- what are some inspiring moments for you uh in your soul stories career i mean some some times where you could think back and you could say like Wow, that that was powerful, or or that was moving. Mm. Yeah, there is a, a community
2: in Denver, Black Actors Guild, and they are an awesome group of individuals. And bag, they, bag, yep, and they were they were some of the, one of the first groups that they didn't invite us into community, but one of my first events in public outside of my basement was at a space they were also using. And so we became close with them in some way. Um, One of my good friends, Quinn is a part of that and Ryan and John, and you know, great people, but they, they lost a couple members of them, uh, of black actors guild founding members. They died for various reasons. And, one of the first inspiring moments at Soul Stories, I remember it was called the facilitation was called Spirit of Life. and it was about what does it take to bring that like energy, that spirit of life that we all want to uh, exemplify when we're out and about. What does it take to get there? And like spontaneously, one of the members had just died, and a friend of mine at that space who was really close with him, just became very emotional. And it became like a processing space for that person's death. And to have that moment to where people felt they could trust that space with strangers to just talk about something that was deeply impacting them and deeply impacting the Denver community, just really, it it felt important. It felt important and it felt like I want to keep doing this. And then another really amazing moment, Uh, we host this event called Liminal with uh, Stained Arts. And it's a stories on stage model for people to tell stories that create a cognitive dissonance that may help challenge someone's perspective Um, and to uh, create that challenging intimate and like vulnerable environment. And one of our storytellers, uh, Andrew Jaffe, a friend of my old roommate Sloan's, uh, was battling cancer. And he told, he, he, Sloan came up to me and was like, hey, this guy Jaffe has always wanted to tell a story on stage. Um, he's fighting cancer. He's a great dude, teacher. Would you like have him on? And we met him. Amazing writer and storyteller. And he tells this story about all he wants to do is get back on the rock climbing wall. And he talks about, he talks about living a life where he's fighting cancer and feeling like he's moving in between the dream world. He mentions something like, I can only tell that I'm awake because I look in the mirror and I don't have hair because when I'm dreaming, often I do have hair. And that he was in this state of just really struggling through this. And so he tells this story on stage at the Mercury Cafe. And and it's all about like, I want to get back on the rock climbing wall. A week later, he goes rock climbing with one of our other storytellers, which blew my fucking mind that he was able to do that. And then... um he, he like started beating, beating cancer. And he basically was, I, I don't know the details of this fight, but got so far in this fight. And then it just reoccurred way stronger. Um, and I remember going to, to his going away party like where he knew he was going to die. And I remember receiving a lot of love from his family being like, thank you so much for hosting that event. Um, And then he passed away just, I think, in August or September of 2018. And that was really, really special and showed me the power of storytelling and showed me the power of people being willing to share their truth. Um, So those are two of many moments that really resonate in my heart.
0: Mm. Yeah. Wow. Very. Yeah, I can. I was really you know, picturing that as you were talking about it and, and you know, felt like the emotional gravity of, of these events, uh, you know, and, and just leads me to think about, you know, the first story that you mentioned with um, the Black Actors Guild, like the, just the event of crying and, and opening up and, and just letting it go and having the space to do that is it's, it's such a wonderful thing because, number one, a lot of men aren't really told that it's okay to cry. In fact, we're told the opposite. Yeah. So it's not okay to cry. Yeah. And you gotta like, you gotta keep it in and real men don't cry, you know, that these sorts of things and uh, it's, it's, we're supposed to sort of sever off one of our emotional limbs Yeah. and call and still identify as being a whole human being. It's like, there's right. something really missing there. Yeah. So just having that opportunity to do that and it being okay and embraced and accepted and 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 allowing it to run its course.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How how many times have you, you know, seen someone crying maybe in public or at an office or something like that? And it's or whatever the situation is, it's always, okay, don't worry. You'll okay, you you know, c- come on now. Get get it out, you know, right. hurry hurry this up get and back. get it over with and we get better. N- yeah. We need to be productive again. Or we whatever. need to be productive again. You're not afforded the luxury of having a down day, having a bad you know, needing a cry, needing some kind of emotional support. So wonderful that that's that's a space where that's happening and that's being encouraged. And um, and then the other thing I was thinking about about the story that you told about the cancer, um, the, uh, the the guy who had cancer and, and passed away, uh, was you know here's somebody who's sharing their experience and coming together with everyone. And you told that story, and you know. You hear that story and it warms your heart, you know, to think about this person fighting and struggling and getting to do the thing that he loved to do before Mm -hmm. he passed on and connecting with people. at the same time, it's like for some reason when human beings are confronted with this, you know, with death, that all of a sudden it's, it's like our hearts can open up a little bit more. Right. It's, it's, yeah. it seems like, if yeah. someone's sick, if someone's suffering, oh, okay. Like we're going to be a little bit more compassionate because somebody is, is, is ill and they're struggling and they, and we can be a little bit more compassionate. But let's just say that this guy is like, you know, a, uh, Republican, uh, <laughs> you know, so, son of a Republican senators. Yeah. You know, he's, right. he's, he's the son of a Republican Senator. He's, you know, he's, opposed to gay marriage and he's you know whatever whatever it is he's he's got all these views and these things and we don't look at that and say well, fuck this guy you know like fuck fuck him because he right. doesn't fit into our paradigm and our belief system and the only reason why i bring this up is because i we see so much polarization nowadays there's yeah. so much separation and divisiveness and hostility towards others mm-hmm. who are who are different but then when it comes down to like our mortality then it's like, oh okay. Right. Maybe if we could turn that on a little bit earlier in the process. Yeah. What do you think what do you think that takes? Like what do you think it what do you think it <laughs> takes to do that? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my God, I don't know. A whole different type of human being. Um No, I I yeah. I I honestly, you know, maybe I'm speaking two soul stories right now, but I honestly think you know, the space that I was talking about was very emotionally intense, but I think that space doesn't have to be emotionally intense. I think also that space, you know, in social issues and different dialogues like that. I think if you just get down to people's experiences, you just have a whole different dialogue, you know? And I think if we were to just talk about our experiences with each other instead of our opinions, we would have a whole different form of communication and connection in the society because that Republican from that area did not develop that opinion because he wants he, because he hates half the population or he hates a quarter or he hates a minority. I am sure there are people who are actively hateful, but a lot of people just develop these opinions because of where they grew up, who they were surrounded by, or how their mind or perspective reacted into these environments. Um, yeah. But, I mean, back to your point, when we hear about a Republican, we immediately associate it with hating gays or racism. And it's immediately a threat to our perspective. And when people are threatened, they lash out. And when somebody's dying, you're in a position of power. I mean, you're safe; no one's threatening you. You know, you can caretake for that person because you know you're not going to be threatened in its own way.
0: Yeah, I mean, at least that's how I take it. Yeah, I know. I I hear you, and I I like that. I mean, we're all dying. Yeah, we. (laughs) I mean, yeah, we're all (laughs) on death row, right? You know, it's just we, and we don't know when. we don't know. We, we don't have the luxury of knowing when. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, I just think that events like what you're doing with, with soul stories and, and the liminal, um, events. And I think this is a step in the right direction, you know, because I think the most important thing about it is literally bringing people together to, just have an opportunity to see that like okay yeah we're all human beings <laughs> yeah like, we're all right like this is oh i forgot yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i remember like ronald reagan i think said in like in some un speech in the 80s he was like uh he said something about like he referred to an alien invasion he's like i tend to think that uh you know if the if the Earth was attacked by artificial sure. extraterrestrial intelligence that we would be forced to come together, you know, and you're like actually you said this to the United nations and and then you see that actually in the movie Independence Day, like the the Jeff Goldblum will Smith movie Independence right, right. Day, like the whole world comes together to fight off this like alien invasion, you know, so it's like is that what it takes? Does it take some kind of like crazy? thing to happen to really force everybody to wake up and like unite against something i bet it would i bet it would work yeah (laughs) Yeah. that sounds like a great idea so call let's call the aliens (laughs) yeah we need where they've been we've been making movies about them forever (laughs) (laughs) that'd be awesome if they showed up and they were just like they were like looking at the movies and they're just like you guys got it all wrong man all wrong you crazy this isn't tentacles what is this (laughs) yeah They just look like us, you know, or something, yeah, it's possible, who knows, right, but yeah, I mean and, and just this I think I brought this up on the podcast once before, but I just think it's such a powerful story it's uh and i always i forget the 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 guy's name or whatever, but it's uh, a black guy who was he went to um Ku Klux Klan members and befriended them like oh. at bars and places like that, and just started talking, Are you talking to
2: about them? the movie Black Klansman, no. I mean, that is a different narrative, but it's similar.
0: Yeah, no. I I actually didn't see that movie, but uh Great I, movie. Okay, I'll, I I I'm going to watch that tonight. Yeah. Um but no, there's a story, true story about a guy who went to he can basically convinced like 220 clan members to disrobe. The jazz singer. Uh maybe. I it's on a podcast, right? I'm not sure. I saw an article about it.
2: He like took down the head of the Maryland KKK through befriending him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's an amazing story. So it's like he, I'm just, I'm just pulling it up over here. Yeah. Black, black man has convinced 200 racists to abandon the KKK, um, by making friends with them despite their prejudiced views. So he single-handedly caused more than 200 white racists to leave the Ku, Ku Klux Klan simply by befriending them. Uh, Daryl Davis, 58, yeah. blues yeah. musician and author, traveled all over the U.S. since the early 1980s, actively seeking out and befriending members of the openly racist organization. So I, I, just, I just think this is just such a wonderful example right. of how coming together with somebody and sharing your human experiences with them I mean opens opens you up. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Right? Yeah, totally. And just a shout out to that, I think the I think the podcast is called Love and Radio and the episode's the silver dollar. Oh okay, cool. And he has an episode where he talks about like his method for doing it and how he became friends with them and how he still argued with them and how he changed their minds and it's one of the most mind blowing examples of connecting to the other side. Like you said.
1: Yeah.
0: So let's go back a little bit. Let's just talk about like what brought you to this, you know? Yeah.
2: What's your story, man? Um, (laughs) yeah, that's my story. Um, I, in 2013, I, my mom overdosed on painkillers and survived. Oh shit. Yeah. Crazy. And my best friend at the time, my first friend in Denver, when I moved here, He had, uh, he kind of spiraled into early onset schizophrenia. And so, and I was working in schools 50 hours a week on AmeriCorps money. Which for all you AmeriCorps people out there know it's about, it was at the time $450 every two weeks plus food stamps. Mm. Um, So I was stressed out of my mind. And I was doing everything I could to escape all of my pain. I was drinking, smoking so much weed. And (laughs) as I blow out a (laughs) cloud of smoke, (laughs) um, as I, uh, zoned out and played FIFA, you know, for three or four hours a night. And so, um, I, I, I remember I would go like going out to bars and wanting to connect to people in like a deeper way. And I can remember this moment where, (laughs) I was at a bar and I was like talking to this girl about something and she goes, "Ah, oh, Jesus, here we go. Danny's going deep again. I was like, motherfucker. Can I talk like, I, like how can we not have these conversations? You know? And I felt so like sideswiped. like let's not go down that road. Let's not talk about this. And so, uh, yeah, soul stories developed. Cause I just, I wanted a space to tell my story. Um, yeah. And that just, helped people tell theirs.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. So just thinking about, you know, what you shared, I mean, with your, your mother overdosing and then surviving, I mean, what, what kind of, I, I guess, you know, part of the zoning out playing FIFA. I mean, that, do you think that was a way to sort of cope with that? Was there like mm-hmm. a, that was, yeah.
2: Yeah, totally. Yeah.
0: That, I mean, then again, that seems to be sort of like a very common, you know, default way that we cope with pain, right, yeah. is just to co- kind of cover it up, zone out, distract. Totally. Yeah. It's a, it works, you know,
2: it works until it doesn't.
0: Yeah. yeah. It, it works until it doesn't, and then you, and then you're like, oh, I haven't been, like, building myself any healthy strategies or systems or, you know, ways forward. I've just been kind of on pause for a little while. Yeah, right? totally. You kind of just pause, you eject yourself out of the game or yep something like that you know, (laughs) wait until you know mom calls dinner and you have to pause the game and you go up and you're like all right I'll just be up here for a little while but Mm -hmm. yep and, uh, and I bet talking to that girl at the bar I've been in that position too and I'm sure a lot of listeners have been in that position where you want to talk about something deep and you want to you know it reminds me of this Timothy Leary quote where he's saying find the others you know because you go through your day and you say club catchphrases like hey how's the weather and like oh right. how was the sports game and he's like but really he's like you know you're yearning inside to say like why are we here and what does this all mean and it's right. like there's other people out there that are feeling that way too find them yeah you know find the others um but most people like you're talking to this girl in the bar and you're you're trying to bring something up that's interesting that's deep that, that means something and she's like oh here we go this is you know talk here that i can't i don't have the time to handle because maybe maybe that that person's in a little bit of pain and this is their distraction yeah and to talk about these things brings up things that cause them trauma pain or mm-hmm. memories or bad associations or bad feelings or yeah when people say like oh do, you know, don't be so negative or you know right uh, oh yeah bad vibes or something yeah you're quoting my dad stay focused
2: <laughs> on the positive yeah dan why do you why do you need to think why do you overthink things? Just stay focused on the positive you know
0: right so. yeah as if it's like a a choice really right right yeah, I think so I think it's just you know whatever we happen to be interested in, whatever direction that we happen to take our analysis of our experience is that's where we go mm-hmm. that's where the thing is calling us to go so and there's nothing wrong with that, you know it's nothing. No, no. no. It, it reminds me of. Do uh, you ever see the Lego movie? Oh yeah, where it's like that. You know, the, the beginning of the movie, it's like everything is awesome, <laughs> yeah. and you know, just it's kind of just like go along, get along, don't say anything, don't disrupt the system, just pretend like everything's fine. Right. I think that's a major a major thing going on right now. I mean, even like with social media, and you look at like how many kids and people, adults, whoever, are just you know, selfieing themselves all mm-hmm. the time and. Showing their ass and look at me and how many followers, how many likes, how oh many subscriptions. God. I'm such a, oh yeah,
2: likes get me, man. Yeah,
0: me too. I mean, because they're, <laughs> yeah. they're designed that way. It's like right. the, the the psychologists that these social media companies employ are the same ones that casinos employ to yeah. come up with how is really? right. So, like when you when you log onto when you go onto Instagram, there's always like a little pause before it shows you the likes and the comments before that little red button comes up. Oh, it's shit, designed yeah. designed that way to be like <laughs> yeah. a slot machine. So you're waiting and you're like, and, and then that's when like the dopamine kicks in and you're just like, oh yeah, I got that hit of likes. Oh man.
2: Yeah. And they change their algorithm and they keep it chaotic. And Oh yeah. Yeah, they
0: got me hooked for sure. It's a big problem. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about that? Like, do you think that, what's your take on like, social media, the internet, the comment section, you know, this, this sort of thing and how we interact with each other, you know, like how how human beings communicate now. Yeah. That's, that is a really difficult one. Um,
2: and that is actually what I talked about a lot in, on that shrooms trip I was telling you about.
0: Oh, okay, cool.
2: With social media. I remember just going on a rant and being like, who the hell decided that my success as an entrepreneur just depends on my likes on Instagram, you know? And so I think that's kind of my edge right now is like, well, I need followers and likes on Facebook, on Instagram to get to legitimize my brand. But that's crazy because my brand is about human connection you know what I mean? So I, I do, yeah. I'm deep in the middle of this and haven't figured out an answer because I think my average time on my phone is like between two hours and 30 minutes to three hours, according to that thing. Yeah. Um, the tracking device. The tracking device. <laughs> and it's, it's not like that changes my behavior. It just shoves it in my face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... so
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm in the, I'm struggling with that one. I think everybody is. I mean, I, I definitely do too. And it's just like, you, you're so right about this. It's like, if we were living in, in sort of, you know, ancient hunter gatherer tribal times, when you're, you're living in a community of people, maybe no bigger than 150 people or something like that. Yeah. It's like a, that's like the rule of thumb. Yeah. Um, And, 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 you know, once a week you gather around the fire, whoever wants to attend attends and you tell stories and people share. That's your space. That's your thing. You did that. You did that. You were supposed to do that. Yeah. And, and you had an impact on the people who were there and they Mm -hmm. had an impact on you and you're able to get along better in your life and enjoy things more. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's, there's. You know, there's a difference nowadays where we feel this like this pressure to monetize everything for a global audience. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which is insane. I know. <laughs> I mean, it's literally insane. I know. Yeah. And, I, you know, like when I talk to people about this who say like I want to start my own podcast or I want to start my own thing or whatever. And, they're you know, oh, like I don't know how many people are going to listen or whatever. If you get 10 people to listen, if you mm-hmm. get five people to listen – that's five people. Yeah. They're people. Yeah, we but are. Because we, this, everything is so abstract because it's on a screen it's and so it's numbers. Numbered. Yeah. Yeah. And we're comparing ourselves. Mike Adelic is comparing himself to Joe Rogan. Like, come on. Like, that's right. Guy gets 30 million downloads a, a month or something like that. So it's like there's Mike no. Mike Adelic need. is better than Joe Rogan. Yeah, I'm gonna baby. Go, I'm going on the record. You hear that, Joe?
2: Fuck you. I'm coming Joe for Rogan. you, Joe. <laughs>
0: you human thumb.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh it's entirely possible. It's entirely possible. That's that's a Joe Rogan ism. Mm. He'll say he'll say, uh that's entirely possible and then he'll also say, So wh- when have you ever smoked DMT? <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's like actually, uh, when you ingest cannabis, it's it's more potent because it uh, there's enzymes in your liver that uh, I don't even know the whole sp- the, the whole spiel, but he he knows he knows his stuff. I'll give him that. Yeah, yeah. Well. Wow. He got there somehow. He got there somehow, yeah. I got to host a a reality show where I convince people to (laughs) do weird things and then just just look at the camera and go,
1: that's crazy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I used to love that show,
2: but I would never watch the second challenge because they would always eat that stuff and it would make me sick.
0: Oh my God, yeah. It's just, it's so so like debased. Mm. I mean, this is is a weird thing that, I mean, I, I think about a lot though. It's like, you ever see the movie Idiocracy? Oh yeah. That was on Comedy Central
2: at 1 p.m. every day for like 7 years.
0: Nice. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. There's so I think that this like it's it just imagines like a future where people are just dumb and everything is just kind of dumbed down and mm-hmm. for the lowest common denominator. Wilson. Yeah. And like so is it is it that is it that it's like being done to us that like there's this marketing machine and it just kind of you know it functions according to this system and you know people are just pushing this stuff down our throats like here consume this eat this junk food watch this stuff or is it the fact that like we're just we that's what we like that's like that's what people like
2: yeah (laughs) yeah yeah that's i think i'd be inclined to say that's what we like yeah you know damn I was thinking about that with candy the other day. I work with kids and it's like candy is like, there are moments I remember in my childhood where I got a brownie. I can recall moments where I got that brownie. I was like, that was fucking awesome. That brownie tasted so good, you know? And who's to say that's a bad thing?
0: You know, I don't know. What do, do kids, the kids that you work with, like they're not allowed to have brownies and and stuff.
2: No, but they just, I mean, they go nuts for that stuff.
0: Oh oh, they're like super addictive. Yeah, to like
2: it. you can get if you if you put a piece of candy in front of them, they'll do anything, you know, they'll complete all of their homework. You know, <laughs> they'll do anything.
0: Right. So uh, it's this, this reward system. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like do good, be good, and you get a little treat. You get a you get a dopamine hit, you get a reward. We're all yeah. drug addicts.
2: Yeah, we are all drug
0: addicts. I think it's really, I mean... Oh, I love candy, too. I love candy, too. Yeah. What, what? You know, what's the difference between, like, working a long day and then going home to binge watch, like, 10 Netflix episodes in a row and eat a pizza and then have, like, a Carvel cake, okay, versus, like, someone who gets off work and goes to the bar and gets drunk and you know, goes home and passes out. It's like everybody is going for some kind of relief. Yes. Distraction, some some distraction, some release, some fix. Yeah. I got to get, I got to watch my show. I got to eat some candy. I got to shoot some heroin. I get whatever, (laughs) whatever the thing is. I mean, sir, some things are worse than others. I got to check my Instagram profile. I got to check my numbers. I got to We're all like super addicted to shit right now. Mm hmm.
2: And some of them are just more socially accepted to be addicted to than others. Yeah. Like a phone is perfectly accepted to
0: be addicted to. Yeah. Yeah. And we joke about it. Oh my God, I'm so addicted to my phone. I I know. (laughs) I can't even. We just did that. Yeah. I'm so addicted. I'm sorry. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Right. (laughs) I know. It's like phones are the new cigarettes. I keep thinking about that. You know, like we're gonna go down and all have brain cancer when we're like seventy. That's I mean, a,
0: Jesus Christ, we don't know, right? I, right, we don't know yet. Well, and this is this is what happens. I mean, most people probably just think, well, if it was dangerous, they wouldn't let you know the public have it. It's like no, <laughs> like this works. is how they test things. <laughs> yeah. They think that they're like doing tests in a laboratory somewhere, like rigorous tests on everything, we on do. every single thing. It's like not really. And you can't do human experiments for a lot of different things. Right. So the human experiment is just, OK, let's just see what time produces. <laughs> yeah. How oh, <laughs> many of our generation
2: will die off early? Right. OK, oh. stop doing that
0: thing. Oh, looks like asbestos was bad. OK, <laughs> well, fuck that up. I right. oh, shouldn't have put lead there. Well, oh, OK. We need iPhones for mice you know that they can use that they can become addicted to. I know mice get the coolest things. They ecstasy, <laughs> they get, you know. Cheese. Cheese. Yeah, we'll do uh we'll do some some mice iPhone experiments, but mm. Yeah, I mean, but really, I mean, it's just and even like be, being on Facebook, being on Instagram, everything Google, everything you click, touch, you know, all that is being tracked and traced and it's like there could be a there's a behavioral profile on you. Probably multiple behavioral profiles. Oh my God, you yeah. know, yeah. And so it's it's just uh, they know it, they they know everything. Yeah, and not only do they know everything, but they could shape it any way they want. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I know. <laughs> Trying to avoid those thoughts. Mike, you're you're bringing you get, the bad like those bots. compound on top <laughs> of each other yeah. and yeah, then like press some CIA's outside. <laughs> 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 right. Uh. Yeah. But it is, it's, and this is just getting back to like the people who joke around like, oh, I'm so addicted to my phone. And it's like, we're joking like, oh, the CIA's outside. It's like, well, you know, it's actually <laughs> real. Like there's yeah, real, they yeah, they they're, I mean, they're not literally outside, but the, the, you know, the, all the stuff that we do is recorded, traced, tracked, you know, on video and all these sorts of things. So anyway, I don't know how we got here, but it's just a strange kind of world that we're living in now that seems like it's trying to pull us away further and further and distract us with ever more elaborate distractions Mm -hmm. and be happy with that. I got to imagine, though, that human
2: beings weren't so different before technology, even 200 years ago. It just had to look different, right? You know people people often like talk about that the information age being this like way of pushing away from ourselves, but I can't imagine it was too attractive for people to be with themselves years ago, either, right? maybe they were just forced to,
0: or I mean, do you think there were other forms of distraction before this? yeah, yeah, I mean, like two hundred years ago, you're probably just sitting in in your house just like staring at your family like i guess (laughs) this is the only form of entertainment i have so someone tell me a story (laughs) right yeah but but yeah i know i think really like a lot of uh a lot of getting together revolved around storytelling but do you
2: think it was distracting storytelling i feel like there had to be things that people were drawn towards to distract themselves from themselves because going within yourself is scary enough, you know. Yeah, I don't know.
0: No, I'm de- I mean definitely. I, I, that's definitely been the case. Like, it's a part of the human experience, right? You know, yeah. so it's like a definitely like I I don't think that there was like a time where we were all just open and free and sharing vulnerable and, and, and vulnerable and stuff. I think it it takes it, t- it actually takes this internet information age, in order to create that more because what happens is like Hmm. you, you now have the ability to connect with everybody to sort of peek into everybody's world, see what everybody's doing all over the world. What happens is it becomes like too much. It's, Overwhelming, Yeah. And we get so much access. Yeah. It's so much access. It's, it's so much stuff. And now what we're seeing is like, we don't know what to believe. We don't know what to, you know, we don't know what media sources to trust and what they're saying. Right. And if it's true institutions and, are no longer as valuable as they once were. Right. So more and more people are actually, lo- I think looking for alternatives to get back to some kind of like deeper meaning it's not the majority of people for sh- for sure but it is happening yeah. and i think it is i think it's happening more because we're able to see that happening with other people and connect with other people through uh you know the internet that has made the world a smaller place but then it's about actually getting out to those events so yeah. it's kind of like utilizing this thing that also it has, has the capacity power. to like suck us in and destroy us but Leveraging it in such a way that enables action within the community and action, you know, in the physical realm. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Bring it back to positives on that, too. Yeah. Both sides. Double-edged swords everywhere. I mean, that's, that's, what, that's what maybe – I mean, that's what I think. I think it's – I just think it's really dangerous to just get totally sucked in to that world, you know. Oh, my God. Yeah. I hate Instagram.
2: I'm worrying on the record. I'm just saying I hate Instagram. I like Facebook a lot, but I just hate Instagram. Yeah. I what do you hate do about it?
0: it? I just can't figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Well, it's like all people want to see are inspiring quotes, um, beautiful pictures of nature and traveling and stuff, uh, attractive people. Right. And probably some other stuff memes. Yeah. A lot of memes.
2: Some people are great at that. Some people can get shit across so quickly. I'm, I think I'm just a long form guy,
0: but does it last? Does it have any lasting impact? Here's a, a question that I, I want to pose to you. Is, yeah. yeah. I'll find myself on Instagram a lot and I'm, you know, looking at, I'll, I'm scrolling through and I see like a nice quote from, you know, the Buddha or something. It's, yeah. <laughs> I have a nice quote from Eckhart Tolle. Russell Brand, people are saying some interesting stuff and they're posting it. And it's a lot of like, you know, you can do this and, you know, 10 steps to wake up every morning and, and win the day and these sorts of things. And it's all here. But does it just give us the feeling of being like, oh, yeah, that feels good? It yeah. feels good to think that way. It feels good to see that quote and it gives me does it have any lasting power? Does it actually like inspire Mm. people enough to like change their radically change their lives, take action and, and does it stay with them or is it just something that we look and we go, Oh, that's nice. And like scroll to the next, Oh, that's another good hit right there. Yeah. I'm wondering it. Not for me. No, definitely not for me. Yeah. It doesn't
2: last. It doesn't last. Yeah. Me neither. Facebook though, I think lasts. In some way.
0: What do you think about that comment? Well, like, so in what way? I mean, if you have a group, if you have a group discussion, if you have like a long post. Yeah, like
2: I feel like I've had multiple conversations with friends who are doing this kind of conscious self-awareness work and be like, oh, I saw your post today, you know, and I saw those responses. And that was crazy. That was a crazy conversation. And then we'll process that for like an hour or two hours or something. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, what do you think? Do you think that is a symbol of lasting or do you think that's just another distraction into
0: thinking it's lasting? I don't know. I mean, I think I was, I was pretty moved by, by a, a Facebook post I saw the other day. It was about, um, Pat Oswalt, the comedian. Oh, I love him. Yeah. He, some guy was, like, screaming at him on Twitter or something, calling him names or something like that and saying he sucked or something. So Patton went to the guy's, like, Twitter profile and saw, you know, looked at his tweets and saw his stuff, and he retweeted, like, instead of saying, like, hey, fuck this guy, he was like, hey, it looks like this guy's in a lot of, like, distress and, like, needs help. He's actually very sick. Turns out the guy was, uh, I forget, he had some illness maybe it was cancer or something like that. And he was trying to raise money for his illness. Mm -hmm. And so Patton found that on his Twitter and he like retweeted it and said, like, let's, let's help this guy out. Wow. Yeah. And so the guy was like, I'm so sorry. Like I, you know, I, I appreciate this so much. Like this is such a huge, um, I, like I wasn't expecting this at all. And it was just such a kind act that Patton did. Wow. Yeah. So that, that's lasted with me and I saw that on Facebook. So yeah, that's really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I think you, you do need more space to tell us a, a longer story like that. Something that has some emotional weight to it. Yeah. But I do think that really connecting with people in the real world. I mean, we're sitting here talking to each other. I'm enjoying this far better than it than when I have Skype conversations or something like that, because you're here There's an energy, there's a presence in front of me. I can see, you know, the gestures you're making and these sorts of things. So it's it's definitely getting together with other people in the physical space. Yeah. I think is, nothing will ever trump that. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. If I didn't agree with that, that would be insane. (laughs) You're you're like, (laughs) no, that's actually, uh, no, man. Soul story is actually just a vehicle for me to get retweets. Yeah.
2: <laughs> this human connection shit's bullshit. I've been just trying to get
0: online this whole time and I just don't know how to. I've, been, I've just been trying to figure out like a cool Instagram handle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I was thinking of just doing an Instagram where I'm dabbing the whole time <laughs> yeah. to like EDM music. Oh, man. that
2: could be. Yeah. Well, but I mean, you'll gonna...
0: you'll get a lot of likes doing something like that, right? Like, yeah, you could do it. <laughs> There's models for that. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's like back to like idiocracy, like a guy getting kicked in the nuts in like every, like here's a here's an Instagram page. Okay. You're a guy, you get in a van and you travel to every state and everywhere you go, you get someone to kick you in the nuts wearing a different kind of shoe. Like someone's people are going to follow that page oh, and they're going to yeah. like it. And they're going to laugh at millions it. Millions of followers, millions of followers. But then something like sharing a traumatic experience that uh, we've battled with our whole lives, and then opening up to that and sharing it, and you know, and like really sharing a piece of like our human experience and and what that means, then that sort that's not that's not sexy enough. No, that's not like, like mm, yeah.
2: Oh, oh, I, that doesn't
0: feel that good. Don't, but why yeah. though? Right. But why this is this is the big question, right? Like. I'll, I'll write up can I pause you really quick please I think I'm gonna pee my pants oh any man any minute no no go don't do that yeah of course yeah all you have to do is ask
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. you can have a podcast <laughs> 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 hey,
1: I'm serious dude what y'all think you got hey baby hey baby hey
2: baby get your
0: bubble gum in this bubblegum so no.
1: 30 long, 30 long. with so much drama in the LBC, it's kind of hard being Snoop down all
2: right getting kicked in the nuts all across the country
0: <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah i mean it's just that this is the kind of stuff that you know, we see that this is the kind of stuff that people like, and this is the kind of stuff that we see that gets, like, attention, but then anything really meaningful or real seems to not really infiltrate, you know? Yeah. But anyway, I think that's that's a larger sort of issue, and then it deals with, like, you know, culture and education and all this kind of stuff, just kind of teaching people that, that that's a good, that's an okay way to behave, you don't have to like repress things or like shame people and stuff. I mean, that's, we have a long way to go. Yeah, <laughs> we have a, we have a long way to go. Yeah, so do. like, yeah, I mean, I want to, I want to ask you like, what, what do you see when you look out at like the current landscape of, of things and, you know, doing soul stories and the kind of work that you're doing and, and, and that sort of stuff and how that fits in. And um, yeah, I mean, just like, I guess your outlook on things too. I love these questions. They're so large
2: scale. I feel like you you like build like a, a like a civilization
0: with each question. I'm like, <laughs> where's the door? <laughs> I'm I'm only interested in these like these massive things. And a lot of times, I I ask people this stuff. I remember I had a guy on the show, and he's like, "Oh, I'm not really qualified to answer that." It's like that's the whole point. Like we're just let's explore. Yeah. You don't have to be qualified. Yeah. You know, this is people listening can chime in and tell us what they think too. You know. Um, it's current landscape of things. Um,
2: I, yeah, I don't know. I guess my first reaction to that is I love unconscious stuff. I like get off to certain pop music. I like things that are catchy, easy. Like I totally am like in it. Like I, I am not above that at all. And I feel very like, you know, I love certain performers, certain television, certain things that could be qualified as bad for us. If you were to go down that route, um, for myself and just observing the landscape, I, I kind of feel like it just comes down to choices. Like you, you can take in anything you want. And I think you can take in it all. I think you can go super conscious, super unconscious and, um, take like leave i don't i don't know i guess i'm having a hard time wording it but i i've come to this place where i try not to make any of it seem bad anymore i think for a while i was like really trying to make certain things be like this is good for you and this is bad and then i felt like at that point for me at least i was i was taking myself too seriously in a way and just not um, I don't know. Can you catch me back on track? I feel very, like, tangential right now.
0: Oh, it's so to, it's totally fine. It's good to yeah. be tangential. Yeah. That's, that's okay. Um, but, yeah, and you were just kind of saying that, like, that not, like, judging things or labeling things as necessarily good or bad for you, but really sort of, I guess, accepting the whole picture as it is. Right. right. Yeah.
2: Like, okay. Let me – yeah, so – Do you know Cardi B? Yeah. Cardi, I love Cardi B. (laughs) The song Money, I get so down to money. I don't know it. (laughs) And the whole point of the song is like, yeah, I like sex. Yeah, I like this. Yeah, and it's all like superficial shit. But like there ain't nothing more than I like is checks. It's not my philosophy. I don't live by that. But when that song comes on, I jam so hard to it, you know? And I, I've just, like, learned to be like, oh, yeah, this is a thing people are going to enjoy. It's superficial. I enjoy it, too. And also there's this other side of me that I will indulge and pursue and seek. So I, I try to take it. I try to take it for what it's worth, you know, because I think there can be a culture in America that's very reactive. That's like, well, that person said that thing and it's bad and it's not good and they didn't do say the thing that I wanted them to say. And it's like, okay, well, now you've lost track of what you were originally focusing on. You were focusing on improving our humanity and you got focused on somebody saying something in a certain way, right? When language is already arbitrary enough. And so, um, yeah, not that there's not hate speech out there and that there, Speech shouldn't be respected, but I think we get so hyper-focused on what's good and what's bad in the landscape that we often lose track of what we actually value and care about. So, yeah, I'll indulge in, you know, the biggest thing is my my friends in this conscious community ridicule me for liking Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> they get so hard on me, but I love Chick-fil-A. I love Chick-fil-A too. Chick-fil-A
0: is so good. Yeah, I love the, the Chick-fil-A sauce. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's so bomb. I've, I've made that at home. It's great. Right. Um.
2: And I have vegetarian friends and I have vegan friends and I have people who are doing so much good for the environment. And I respect that and try to do that the best I can, but I think at some point we have to give ourselves a little bit of grace
0: Yeah. and see the hypocrisy in all of us, you know. Hmm. Yeah. And, and really, I think what comes with that is like an acceptance, right? Yeah. There's some level of acceptance of your identity. And like, just because you happen to enjoy a certain kind of music or a certain kind of food doesn't mean that that's like, now we're going to put you in that group. Right. You're that person now and right. you represent everything that we don't like about those people. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like
2: you're not, you know, you like the song money. You, is that all you care about? Right. You know, um, not that anybody I think would act. That's an actual example of any real person. <laughs> but It would be fun to meet that person.
0: Well, I mean, I think that someone could make that assumption. I, I certainly do. I think we all do. And I think, you know, Malcolm Gladwell talked about this in his book, blink, you know, or with the, with the judgments that we make, you know, this like yeah. biological impulse to sort of detect, Danger or detect just discern, uh, our, you know, like our, looking at our environment and 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 saying like, okay, like, there's so many points of data here. Which one should I focus on? Which one should I pay attention to? Because you can't pay attention to all of them. You'll start right. foaming at the mouth and rolling your eyes and going crazy. Right.
2: Exactly. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I mean, God bless the the monks and the buddhas in the world who spend all their time meditating. But that's not it's not what I want.
0: You know, right and. Even in like the spiritual conscious community, there's this judgment as well. Like, oh, you're not, you know, you're not focused and you're not meditating enough. You're right. not in tune enough with your, you're not aligned enough. You need to do more of that. You're not good enough. You're not there yet. Right. Yeah. And then,
2: then we become, cause I've been there too. We become the very people we're judging, you know, though now we've created this whole, now we're just ascribing to an identity rather than to like an integrity of something and a recognition and acceptance, you know? Yeah. And so I think it's easy. I think it's just, it's all complicated, you know? Yeah. And I think I would just, I think that would be a a large message I would like to drive home is things are much more complicated than people give a credit for. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, so in in stuff like you do and stuff like we're doing on this podcast like i think we're having a nuanced discussion yeah you know yeah because we we realize that it you know that we could talk about these big things and we could say yeah maybe it's this way or maybe it's this way or you know let's look at it in different ways let's take different you know put different glasses on to see it in different in different ways and um that doesn't necessarily exist in the sort of mainstream media, social media, soundbite, post world. No. Not so much. No. It's pretty black and white. It's you're either a Democrat or a Republican. You're either, you know Hero or a villain. Yeah, you're either a hero or a villain. Yeah. yeah. You're either a racist or you're not, and that's it. There's no There's no grace Questioning of the in between. Yeah, the grace place, the the ability to say like, yes, I happen to be you know very deep thinking well-read person but i also like a cardi b song yeah oh. Oh. It, you know yeah. and this is like yeah this is just the example that you would put forward but you know it's like and i think a lot of people i remember struggling with this sort of thing when i was when i was growing up and just being like well if i if i dress this way that means that i'm this kind of person Right. If I listen to this, I'm this kind of person. And we see that happen too with in adults. It's like, what oh, kind of car you time. buy and suit you buy and, you know. Well, even
2: what kind of music do you listen to? What kind yeah. of um, movies do you like? I mean, people can make everything about themselves and they can make everything an identity.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know? So do you, I guess you probably feel a little bit calmer like not having to like I, I definitely do because I, I relate to what you were saying. It's just like Yeah. Like I accept like who I am and I enjoy what I enjoy and that's it. Yeah. There's no like stress or pressure to be like, Oh, like I shouldn't like that song or I shouldn't like this food and feel guilt and shame. It's just like acceptance of the whole acceptance of the messiness. That is the human, the, the reality that we live in. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 It's a, it's
2: way calmer. It's, it's, it's nice, you know? Yeah. feels good. It's, yeah, I think what helps me too with that is just, I don't know, people out there listening and I'm sure you've experienced this too, where you look up to somebody and you're like, oh my God, they're doing life the way I want to do it. And then you get to know them deeper and deeper. And then you go, oh, what, (laughs) why are they doing that thing? You know? And I think we all have that thing in us. Yeah. That's like a little fucked up that we have a hard time controlling an impulse, a reaction, a blind spot. Like we all have these like weaknesses and vulnerabilities and it's like that person who is vegan, who is doing an amazing thing for the environment, I can almost guarantee is disrupting human consciousness in a negative way in some other aspect of their life. You know, it's, it's, I, it's hard to like say
0: one person's done done it the right way, you know? Right. We want it. We want to be perfect. Right. We want to be perfect. We want to be these flawless, perfect beings.
1: Right.
2: And I don't want to hang out with people like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want no part of that. Yeah. You know, because you know, that's a lie. Right. I know that's a lie. And I know that part of myself that wants that for myself. And it, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah we're we're a crazy bunch of of creatures for sure. Yeah. Cer- you know for certain it's um yeah the, the human experience the human experience hashtag the human experience hashtag the human experience <laughs> hashtag mike delic <laughs> hashtag, hashtag, soul hashtag. yeah um yeah man well i i think like you know a lot of uh a lot of this stuff that um, that we're dealing with, you know, like on an individual level, being you know afraid to sort of like accept ourselves, afraid to uh, speak the truth, stand up for ourselves, um, afraid to take a risk where we might fail, you know, these mm-hmm. sorts of things. All these fears, worries, anxieties, desires, you know, um, ego desires grand narcissistic desire, whatever it is that's inside Mm -hmm. of us and everybody has something, there's this tendency to feel like, well, we're the only one and it's weird if I share this. It's weird. Yeah. If I talk about this, they're Mm going to judge me. They're going to think differently of me. Right. Right. And so a lot of people don't. And then I think what happens is that these once internal individual things then become manifest in the larger collective by, having a shitty boss at work and he takes it out on you because he he hasn't dealt with his shit and his life yeah. and, you know, rules and laws and legislation. You see this with the drug war, you know, it's like, we're, we're scared. We're scared of these things. We're scared of like psychedelics that make you think outside the box and, I know. And, 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 and can make you confront your like inner psyche and your inner monologue. We're scared of that as a society. Yeah. And then these things, these laws pop up and these, these structures pop up and that we're just like, this is the way that we do things. And it confines us yeah. into this space. So it's makes us feel safe. It makes us feel safe. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It makes us feel safe, comfortable, but you, yeah. Do you think we're, do you think we're too safe and too comfortable now? Mm. We, we have too much stuff. We can get anything we want. Any quick fix hit at any time, any movie candy, yeah it's just it's right there so maybe we're too comfortable yeah <laughs> maybe we are
2: i was walking home from work I was i was walking over here actually and i have bluetooth headphones you know and connected to my phone and i'm like scrolling through apple music and i'm like oh i don't want to listen to iron and wine right now i want to listen to black and I put on black and I love the song and I don't know what I'm gonna listen to next I take I like press a button (laughs) it's off okay I'm gonna enjoy the moment for the next 10 minutes it's like oh I'm I'm bored I'm gonna put on this American life you know and it's like all within a like just walking like I have the world at my fingertips yeah and yeah I mean I have a high tolerance for consumption at this point you know yeah. Like to be able to have all of that media in my hand at one point and then getting rid of that, I don't know how that would affect me. I mean, I know I could make it through it, but you know we the more we get the our tolerance for it just gets oh, we got all that, okay now, what's more okay, what's more you know so i get, you know I get it on the level of comfort when millionaires. People who are making $50 million a year are like pissed off at Democrats proposing tax cuts on them. So like, what the fuck? I have $50 million. Like, what am I going to do if I lose that $50 million? You know, because it's not even like it's just they're adjusted to it. That's their life now.
0: Yeah. Every every level up in the game comes, yeah. you know, you're playing the game. You've acquired you know, you've played for so many hours and you've done so many missions. That you've got so many points, and now you can buy the sh- the shield and the sword and right. the armor and the boots right. and the you know cufflinks and all that kind of stuff. And cufflinks—that's not, not what I meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's for like a tuxedo, Gaunt, a, Like gauntlets, or whatever. That's different video game. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm thinking of like Skyrim, the last oh, video I game that, that I played. Skyrim. That <laughs> so is- you're like you're leveling up, and you're getting all this stuff. So you, you don't you don't want to go back to the beginning when you're just like some naked prisoner, right?
2: yeah no to be <laughs> a
0: naked prisoner for sure, right, so we definitely feel like we've 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 done something we've been somewhere we've acquired something, and right. we can't possibly go back if i I have twenty five swords on my belt, if I lose one, I won't be the man that I was you know right anymore it's, and it's over, and it's proof that that's
2: not it's just not satisfying because once you have it, you have it, and it's just like doesn't, like, feel that great. You just have it, so you just don't want to lose it, you know? Yeah.
0: Rather than actually appreciating it. Right. Yeah, the appreciation yeah. is not there. The gratitude's not there.
2: Right, because if you had gratitude, why would you need to make $50 million a year? <laughs> I don't know. I mean...
0: Well, there is some... I maybe definitely,
2: that's judgmental.
0: Maybe that's a little rough on 50 millionaires, but... Yeah, there's a lot of 50 50 millionaires (laughs) that listen to this show, so I hope you guys aren't offended. (laughs) By the way, you can send your millions into (laughs) Patreon.com/slash Mike Brank/slash Soul Stories Denver. Yeah, (laughs) but yeah, there 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 is some kind of sickness I think that comes with like like Steve Jobs. I mean, brilliant guy, you know all this kind of stuff, invented cool things, but like a psychopath yeah a total psycho right and not not like a chill person uh, no and we worship him right yeah yeah because of the the accomplishments and because look at look at his legacy what he's left behind he's dead but he's not gone because his contributions to society remain but for how long right you know I plugged in Steve Jobs right over there you plugged him in we're downloading him (laughs) Yeah, yeah out of the cloud (laughs) out of the cloud literally Uh,
2: yeah yeah that's crazy
0: yeah i just i think that it's really it really all goes back to this kind of like fear of our own mortality our own demise our own non-existence so yeah while we're here we need to make a mark somehow i know yeah
2: yeah i mean it's the idea of death is scary you know yeah it just is well because we don't know what it is we don't know what it is and we have narratives upon narratives upon narratives of what it is but we don't have any proof you know
0: yeah i'm going to i'm going to circle things back to soul stories yeah talking about we fear death because we fear the unknown we don't know what it is so we fear it yeah i could see this playing out with a lot of people who share stories or share experiences that maybe make other people uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, or or maybe they they judge other people because they they're afraid because that other they don't know that other perspective. They don't know that other world. It yeah. Threatens them a little bit. Yeah.
2: Know? It's easier to live inside your own. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 easier to just don't you don't have to get out of bed, just hide under the covers. Hide under the covers. Right. You know, order from Grubhub and Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) but ultimately this does this not this is not good. This is not healthy. This is not uh, all right. Not to judge it and say that it's not good, but this isn't the fullest extent of the human ride that you can be on. Right. Yeah,
2: I think that's a good way to put it, too. When I'm in my best state and least judgmental, it's it's a good way to put it. It's like you get your choices and you can choose to sit in front of the TV all day and live your life like that that's fine that's your choice and there's other choices and there's deeper ways of being and there's ways of going to therapy and meditating and doing gratitude exercises and waking up early and eating healthy um but it's a choice you know like that doesn't that person that does that is no better than that person who's watching TV they just get uh a more energizing experience I would argue of life. Yeah. Which is, that's exciting. Cause we only of what we know, get one shot here.
0: Right. Yeah. And going back to the game thing, it's like spawning in grand theft auto and just staying in the house and trying on different outfits and <laughs> yeah. not going on any of the missions. It's like, <laughs> yeah, auto I mean, if you like, want to do that, you can do that, you yeah. know, but there's a whole world out there. There's so many people to murder in grand theft auto. <laughs> there's so many, <laughs> Yeah, I I my friend said that to me once. I thought it was really, really good. He was like, he's like, don't you feel like we're in like a game right now? Like life is a game. We're in like Grand Theft Auto and it's like we've completed like humanity has completed all the missions and now we're just running around killing everyone, It's just <laughs> madness. And uh, I was we like, we yeah, have can- nothing better to do than
2: kill each other. Yes, yeah,
0: we have nothing better to do than just cause chaos and madness. Yeah, it's, it can it can seem like that sometimes. I bet there's a lot of fucked up things that have happened
2: just because of boredom. Oh, yeah. Like, not even, like, that much negative intent,
0: but just, like, a yearning for a little drama. Mm. I think a lot of people feel that today. Yeah. Like, especially going on social media, just being like, oh, what's, like, what's the latest, like, controversy? What's the latest posts yeah. to get riled up about and throw my two cents in there.
2: Could you imagine what's going to happen when Donald Trump's not president? People are going to be so bored by politics again. They're not going to realize how much they enjoyed Donald Trump.
0: Ah, yeah, that's good. You know, it's definitely, yeah, it's, there's definitely a truth to that. When there's a, when there's a villain, it gives us like a, a reason to participate. One of my roommates said, uh, I don't know if she read it or somebody told her if it's even
2: true, but she said, uh, Um, self-righteousness is like the most addictive emotion. Mm. And I was like, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It feels good to be like, I'm fucking right. You know? Yeah. And that person's wrong,
0: you know? Totally. And when we tell stories, you know, and we look at all of our movies that we, that we have, there's the ones that are very popular right now. It's like the Avengers and, Right. You know, Iron Man and all that stuff. There's a clear-cut hero and a villain. Yeah. that's That is – this is our – I think this is our modern-day myth-making. Yes. You know, especially for young men and, you know, of course, and women too. But I think for young men, the fantasy of being the hero and putting on the cape mm-hmm. and saving the world against evil monsters, you know, that's like every – you know, little boys fantasy you know I'm sure like when that's I was what playing we're told that's what we're told yeah. too yeah that is what we're told that's what we're told that we have this is the highest value that you could achieve as being this like you know this this masculine brute character who is like an individual
2: who is like a face you know of something
0: yeah 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 but these all these stories you know and the superhero ones particularly but it's like we we tell this narrative, there's a hero and there's a villain. So in our lives, that's what we look for. We look to be the heroes and we yeah. look to defeat the villains. Yeah. It feels good. It feels good. It's not the truth. No. But it feels good because it it it, it 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 helps with it like helps us understand things better. It's like, oh, this is the story. This is where I fit in the human story. This is where right. I fit in the narrative. Right. This is history. This is now and this is how i'm going to play this role in this in this moment and i i'm going to envision myself as the hero in this person i don't think anybody envisions themselves as the villain i don't think i don't no, think there's that's people a out there the crazy go, thing <laughs> right
2: like imagine all of the people who saw avengers 4 you know how many of them have like divisive views that could never be in the same room
0: and all of them envisioning themselves as iron man right you know, but that I think that's the good thing that Avengers 4 did was Thanos saw himself as a hero. Yes, he didn't see himself as a villain. He was like, I'm doing the universe, I'm doing good for the entire universe by making this hard and difficult choice to kill right. half the people, right?
2: And you know what? There were points I remember in that movie going, Wow, well, maybe Thanos was right, you know,
0: like they, like, you know, yeah. Yeah, because everybody wants to see themselves as the hero. So then you have heroes combating heroes. Yeah. On one side, which is the truth. Which is yeah, yeah. Well, that is the truth, and it's just that we tend we like to see people as villains. Yeah. We like to we like to fight against an enemy, mm-hmm. and say that. But anyway, this is uh, this has been a great conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I haven't, this wasn't my best podcast. I, my, my thoughts were a little scattered and I apologize, but I thought you did a hell of a job. Oh, nice. Do you have to say that? (laughs) I'm not obligated by any contract to say that. I just, I say that when I'm just trying to speak the truth. Oh, Yeah.
2: (laughs) Thank you. This is yeah, this was super fun. It's wild to put headsets on have a conversation i feel i honestly feel like i'm in a different world right now cool. i feel like when i leave this it's gonna be like
0: whoa <laughs> you know psychedelic inducing altered states through wires and headphones and, and microphones he
2: put something in the water
0: <laughs> yeah well that'll be maybe that'll be for the next episode i'll, <laughs> I'll dose us before do you see the new uh black mirror bandersnatch bandersnatch yeah you know i actually thought about that while you were talking at one point and i was gonna bring it up and i i forgot but yeah it has to do with this whole like thing of free will if you guys haven't seen it it's like you know um what are they called choose your own adventure yeah it's a choose your own adventure film and you get to choose what the character does and there's like four or five different endings um but yeah wh- why'd you bring it up uh it reminds me oh i don't know this spoilers should we d- just say spoiler alert spoiler alert you've been warned spoiler alert when he if you if
2: you choose to um take acid from him or if you don't choose to take acid from him if you take don't choose he puts it in your drink oh yeah yeah and yeah. so
0: you know i was like is that what's gonna happen like <laughs> <a delic. laughs> i love that scene they they drop acid and then and then the guy starts laying it down he's like they they government spies on you. They watch our stuff. They put poison in our foods. Like he's just like going through this whole this whole thing, shattering the grand illusion. If you jump, you jump or I jump. Yeah, that was crazy. That was crazy. Mm. You know, honestly, I didn't.
2: It wasn't my favorite Black Mirror. No, I mean, me neither. But it's lasted with me as long as my favorite ones. Maybe it's because you the level of participation. Yeah, that might know? be it. It wasn't as like easy or like enjoyable, but I feel like I've taken lessons from it in some ways.
0: Yeah. Cause you had to actively participate a- a- anything else. You just sit there and you just watch it. Yeah. And it just plays out. Yeah. I thought it was cool. Yeah, definitely not one of my favorites, but definitely a very, very cool thing Yeah, um, to try. But yeah. So anyway, I-, I think just, yeah, tell the people where they can find you and, and follow you and, and, if you're here in Denver, attend one of Danny's events. Yeah. Um,
2: yep. Uh, SoulStoriesDenver.com. Um, at SoulStoriesDenver Instagram. Like my photos.
0: Like his photos
2: or he'll kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> um, Facebook.com slash Souls and Stories. Uh, give you the full picture too. We have events that are very vulnerable and personally subjective oriented, like very internal internally searching. And then we have social issue events where we focus on humanizing a social issue through people's experiences and stories. And that's less emotional, but it's more about humanizing things that impact. So we have topics coming on consent, um, we have topics coming up on our bodies in relationship to our bodies. Uh we'll have a podcast coming. Hopefully Micah Delek will help me make it. Yeah. <laughs> um and yeah, we have a lot of shit coming up, youth programs and such. So um yeah, I love it. Come or don't come, it'll still keep happening. I it's my passion, it's everything I like to do. I spend many, many hours in it. So yeah.
0: Yeah, I I just think it's such a great thing. And, you know, like I myself have have experienced like massive shifts and changes just by just by experiencing you know another person's human journey and them sharing that with me and me sharing that with them. And you know, at the end of the day, it's like that's we are all man, am I really gonna end the podcast by saying we are all one? (laughs) We are all connected. (laughs) We realize (laughs) that all these stupid things that we argue with each other about or these labels or these groups that we put people in, these judgments that we make doesn't really fucking matter when you're just sitting around somebody and you're talking with them and they're sharing and they're open and you're asking questions and you're having a dialogue and you realize, Hey, it's just me living a different life, man. It's such a good reminder. It's yeah. just a constant a, a, a muscle. We have to constantly build yeah. our whole life. That's it. That's the reminder, folks. And hope That's you enjoyed it. this episode. Thanks again to Danny for being on Soul Stories. Check him out.
2: And always remember, fuck you, Joe Rogan. Mike Adelic is
0: better than you. To infinity and beyond. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Hey, I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. Hope you guys like these podcasts and enjoy them and if you do, please spread the podcast share it, tell a neighbor tell a coworker, tell a friend, tell a cat tell a mouse, tell a dog, tell an ant tell a firefly, tell whoever you tell, share it, spread it like it, all that good stuff if you you really love the show, you want to go a step further, you really want to help us out leave a 5 star rating and review on Apple Podcasts um, and go to patreon.com patreon slash mike brank and um, patreon.com slash mike and you can donate as little as a dollar a month two dollars a month whatever you want help support the show that way as well but remember i love you guys no matter what you do i just love that you tune in and you enjoy these podcasts message me i like hearing feedback get in touch with me on instagram mikeadelic podcast mike brank on facebook as well and um Thanks to our sponsors, Synchro and Hemp Bombs. If you want a discount on ketogenic and plant-based nutrition products, go to Synchro and type in the code uh, mycadelic at checkout to get 20% off. And they have amazing ketogenic chocolate fudge called Keto Mana that I have all the time because it's, it has like no sugar and carbs in it. So it's great. And, um, and it's delicious. And if you want CBD, uh, go to hempbombs.com and get off all your CBD needs, I guess. And uh, just enter the code Mike15 at checkout. But thank you once again to everybody. Thanks to Danny Barnett and Galaxia for the music, the intro and the outro. I love you all. Peace.